0: Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we're dishing out tips and advice for mystical business owners and service providers. Now, if you're not sure if you're a mystical business owner, let me clue you in. If you're working as a tarot card reader or astrologer like me, if you're a Reiki healer an intuitive counselor an oracle medium, if you're doing any kind of sacred art as part of your profession, we are talking about you and to you. And my name is Teresa, and I'm here with my very, very amazing co-host. Where are you, Bree? Hey, everyone. I'm Bree. So Teresa and
1: I have both been self-employed mystics and sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades. We know exactly what goes into running a successful business, and we know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat. And keep things rocking along. We do this show together once a month because we love sharing the business strategies that we've learned over the years. And we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed. Now, in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic. And this year, for all of 2020, we're focusing on astrology for business, which is something that Teresa and I both really love and use every single day. So, today's topic is Midheaven Moxie. What the Midheaven reveals about your career. Thanks for tuning in to listen and let's get this show started.
0: Woohoo! I am... <laughs> I get excited ah. about astrology. Astrology is... You new. Know, Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I started (laughs) studying astrology to try to figure out, you know, who the hell I was, right? Right. I think a lot of people come to astrology, but one of the things that I found is that astrology has been so helpful for my business. And I exclusively use astrology for my business. Oftentimes people say, well, you look at my natal chart. I'm like, well, yeah, but I really want to do business. So it's always always my jam, and I know that you also use Astrology in so many ways, and business is one of the ways too. So, um, yeah, I just want to start out by saying we we love our astrology for business around here. And okay. uh, yeah, and you know we're talking about the midheaven in the natal chart, and of course I always love the way you explain things on the technical level. So, for our listeners, Bree, can you let them know what the midheaven is in the natal chart and where you can find the sucker?
1: Okay, I'm going to give you the super technical definition, and then we're going to talk about how you can find it. So the first thing to you know is that the midheaven is also sometimes referred to as the medium coeli, which is Latin, and it literally means the middle of the sky. And on a natal chart, it is often symbolized by an MC, so the letter M like mother, And the letter C like cat together tells you where your midheaven is. So the midheaven is not a planet or an asteroid or any celestial body. It is one of a handful of points in your natal chart that are actually um, angular coordinates. And there is a math formula that is used to find the mid-heaven that I am not going to take you through. But what, what this angle specifically speaks to, it's the point of definition in the elliptical coordinate system. And it's the part of the elliptic that corresponds to the highest point in a celestial object's apparent daily traverse of the visible sky, midway between its ascension, and it's descension. So the midheaven, one way to think of it as the midpoint of the sky at the time of your birth. Another way to think of it is the midpoint of the sky that is in between your ascendant and your descendant, which are also angular coordinates. Okay, so this is, so it's, this is where people start to not like astrology because there's math and there's measurement involved. Uh-huh. And you think I'm going to give you some scary math formula? to find your midheaven, but I'm not. I'm just gonna tell you, get your natal chart done, right? You can you can literally go online, there are several great websites where you can have a free natal chart done. And the natal chart is a picture of the sky at the time of your birth. So it tells you where all the planets were at the time of your birth, and it tells you where things like your Ascendant and your Descendant are and your midheaven, which is our conversation subject for today. So it's useful to know where the Midheaven is, and it's going to be at the top of your chart, usually in your 10th house. Sometimes it's on the cusp between your 9th and your 10th house, depending on um, what house system you use, because in astrology there are several different house systems that you can use. Um, but it's going to be in near the top of your chart. Um, and like I said, it will be marked by an MC, and it will be a certain number of degrees in a given sign. So you might have Leo at the top of your chart, and your midheaven would be in eight degrees Leo, for instance, right? So everybody has a different midheaven in a different sign. Um, but we all have one. There's no one who doesn't have a midheaven, so don't think that you know. If you don't know exactly what we're talking about, you don't have one. Look for the MC on your
0: natal chart, and you will, that will be where your mid heaven is.
1: Teresa, anything
0: to add? Nope, I think you covered that as always so, so brilliantly. You know, I just always tell people look at the top of your chart. Just look up there. <laughs> That's where it is. Yep. That's it. That's it. So
1: we've talked about what it is, Teresa. Now I want to talk about why. Is it important? Why do we care? What are the various things that are associated with the Midheaven and the Tenth House, and why
0: are we even having this conversation? Well, you know, the Tenth House is very important for business, and because we're talking about astrology for business, you do need to know all about your Midheaven and your Tenth House. The Midheaven, the Tenth House, this shows where you stand in the world, where you're going in the world. You know, I like to say that the nader. Um, or the Imam Chili, or uh, people pronounce it Quayley Chili. I mean, you hear it. Uh, I wish people would just get it straight for me. <laughs> I'm always like, Latin straight them. people. Yeah, you your Latin that? straight people. But, you know, that all shows you your root, whereas the Midheaven and the Tenth House is like, this is where you're going. This is your purpose in the world. This is the way the public sees you. So in business, this is your career. This is your reputation, your street cred. This is... The part that shows whether or not you might be in the public eye, whether you're going to be famous, what your relationship is like with the public, so it it has a lot to say about your career, your um, the meaning of your work, um, how best to do your work and express the best part of you in your career. I mean, it really does cover a lot. So that tenth house, it's it's really all about your business. So that those are the things that are associated with it. So, um, anything else that I forgot, Bree?
1: No, I think, mean, I think that that's, that's absolutely, that covers it all. I love it. The way we show up professionally, the way that we show up publicly. The, the one thing that I like to point out is that the mid can also express long-range goals. Yep. And they can be professional goals, but they can also be personal goals. And it sometimes, the midheaven is associated with one parent, and the nadir or the IC is associated with another parent. Right. So right. you can and you can kind of see how a parent. I know that's certainly the case with my chart. My midheaven is associated with my dad, and my my nadir is associated with my mom. And they both have taught me really valuable lessons concerning those two areas. So so I've seen that in my own chart, and I've seen it in quite a few client charts as well. So I'll, I'll throw that in
0: for fun. Right. And, you know, the, the, the Midheaven really does illuminate your gifts, the gifts you're bringing out into the world. And some of those gifts are gifts that may come from the parents, but it may come from things or parts of yourself that you're developing on your journey. It can also come from deprivations.
1: Like you can have a really bad relationship with a parent and see their influence at the midheaven and the influence is like, well, I'm not going to do it that way, right? Or I'm not going to follow that example.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because sometimes the way we grow through our our parents isn't always that we become them. We sometimes become um, something because of them too. So, yeah. That's right. So what can the Midheaven reveal about your purpose specifically around your career? So, you know, this is where, again,
1: with the Midheaven, you really need to have your, your natal chart in front of you. And you need to know what sign your Midheaven occurs in because the sign that your Midheaven occurs in is going to give you a lot of specific, information about your, your career. But, you know, the midheaven can indicate what industry you should look at or what industries you'll have the most success at. The midheaven can indicate what your strengths are going to be professionally as well as what your challenges or, if we use, like, corporate speak, your areas of opportunity might be. Um, the midheaven can also tell you how you're going to interface with the public, especially in a professional manner. So, you know, if you have, like, you know, I mean, if you've got cancer at the Midheaven, like, you don't want to be the face of a company Um, because that's a very private sign that likes to be at home and, and not be – it likes to be in charge. It's a cardinal sign, but it doesn't want to be – up front and center, whereas if you have Leo at your midheaven, you're like, hello, all cameras on me, please. <laughs> so so it's going to tell you that. You know, it'll also tell you within your industry, your because a lot of people don't know what their midheavens are until they're already in an industry. They already have work. They already have jobs and careers. And so the midheaven can give you more specific information. I have Sagittarius at my midheaven. And I have I have several planets in Sagittarius in my tenth house. So Sagittarius is a teacher, right? One of the things that Sag does is Sag teaches. And when I started my business, I did not think that I would be teaching. Um, really? And then lo and behold, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that I would teach. I, that would, just wasn't what I thought I'd do. And very quickly people started asking me to teach, and now a huge part of my work is teaching. And, of course, looking at my midheaven in retrospect, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have seen that coming. Um, you know, and so you it can give you specific information about, you know, what areas within your career you really want to develop or that you really could develop. Um, and it also, like I said, it lets you know what you need to work on. It can let you know if you know if you have Capricorn at your midheaven, um, mm-hmm. you should know that work is going to take up a huge point part of your life, and you'll never be fully satisfied with your with your performance. You'll always be looking at how can it be better. A lot of famous clothing designers have Capricorn at their mm-hmm. midheaven, and I mean it's perfect, right? Because at that level of making clothes, like there's it's such a perfectionistic thing. Yeah. So, you know, very detail oriented. Um, so it, you know, it can give you everything from what you want to look at generally speaking, as far as career and industry goes, to what you want to develop. It can also let you know what kind of a setting you're going to work well in. Like some people really thrive in an office setting. Some people really thrive with a nine to five. Some people really thrive being on their own schedule. Um, yeah. some people really like to travel a lot. So it, you know, it really, it, it can give you a lot of information, not just about your work, but also about the ways that you work. That can be super helpful. And, you know, I always like to talk to high schoolers and kids going into college about their midheaven because it can also give you a sense that you're developing the skills for your career, what, where you want to develop, what you want to really like pay attention to. And then when people are in career transition, this area of the chart can really help them see, oh yeah, I have Virgo at my midheaven. I probably don't want to come up with my own schedule. I want to have a structure that is in place for me. Um, you know, or I have Libra at my midheaven. I'm really happy when I partner up with other people, right? So it, it gives you a lot of really useful information about your work and career.
0: Absolutely. And and I have, a, by the way, a Leo midheaven. Um, and so the Leo midheaven, it, it makes so much sense for me. And even though, you know, I, I'm always one of those people, I'm very introverted, but it's really funny when you put a mic on my hand, it's like <coughs> I am alive. And so, you know, Leo, uh, sitting at the Midheaven often is about being a performer in some way. And, you know, right. like, for example, I do, I, I love to be on the stage speaking. I love being the emcee. Um, I love podcasting. Uh, you know, I, I do this uh, Instagram Live thing called Tarot Transits and Tangents. And, and I, I always laugh because I'm so camera shy, but I get in front of that thing and I start ad living and it just is so natural. Many years ago when I was in high school I took a drama class, you know, just to have something to do. And as soon as I got on that stage it's like something happened and I came alive and my teacher was like, Oh my God, you should you should be a comedian. And of course <laughs> I didn't to be a comedian <laughs> that's not the route I took. But those comedy skills that I developed from those drama classes that I took um, really show up oftentimes in my work when I'm doing things out in the public. So that is how that Leo midheaven shows up. One thing I also recommend for people, look at your midheaven, but also look at what's on the cusp of your sixth house, because the sixth house is about your work and your routines, right? It's about your daily habits. And together with the midheaven, it really gives you a complete picture of how you work best. So I yeah. have Aries on the cusp of my uh, sixth house, and then I have Leo On the Midheaven, it's all this fire energy, which is also funny because I have no fire in my chart. But that Aries Uh on the 6th house says, you should be running your own business. And the Midheaven says, you need to be the boss. And so that really gives a clue as to how the heck I should be running my business.
1: And that's a really good example because in in this, our listeners can see, you know, you and I, We're both tarot readers. We both do astrology. Um, And yet, this is what a Leo midheaven looks like, and then this is what a Sagittarius midheaven looks like. So, you know, I do a lot of teaching, and I do – I add ritual, and I add magic, right? Bohemian Sagittarius is always interested in, like – Magic and ritual and other cultures, right? So I add that in. Um, I, I lectured at colleges. That's a very Sagittarius thing to do. So, you know, you can, you can start to see how same industry, a lot of the same work is going to show up in very different ways. And, and that is, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about Find your niche and find your market and find your right way of advertising and all of this. And, you know, knowing what your midheaven is can save you a lot of headaches in discovering all of that um, because it really will help you just see, you know, this is where I'm comfortable and this is where I'm not comfortable, you know. And this is is a natural strength that I have, so I'm not going to downplay it. I'm going to, you know, accentuate it.
0: Right, and also, by the way, with, the, with Sagittarius on the Midheaven, that is the philosopher, and you are such a philosopher. Total so, philosopher. Not yeah. surprised at all that that is sitting on top of your chart. That yeah. does not surprise me. You know, my son is a musician, and he's got cancer on the 10th house cusp, and he teaches, mm-hmm. and he, he's yeah. very good at working with children. Which is such a cancerian thing. Of course. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't have kids. You know, who knows if I'm gonna get a grandkid or anything from him. (laughs) I mean I got big questions on that. But he's so good. His students love, love, love him. Because he's very good with kids. So I mean that's just another example of how it shows up so brilliantly in his career and how he rocks it and he works with it and he leans into it, of course, because, you know, he's got an astrologer mom. So, yeah. So
1: yes, much good stuff
0: absolutely. in that midheaven. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's super important. So I feel like we've, we've talked about how your midheaven maximizes the work you're meant to do in the world, but do you have anything you want to add to
0: that, Teresa? Yeah, I think the most important thing for people to realize is that when you express Your 10th house talents or tendencies or whatever you want to call it. You know, you're naturally, first of all, going to show up in your career as the very best version of you. And you're also going to maybe make choices that are better for your work. And that, you know, what that's going to do then, that is going to lead to a successful business, a business with prosperity, a business where you're feeling good about what you're doing, a business where you, um, I would say are probably serving people in a way that is also the best for them. So I think it is really important to recognize those gifts, those talents, those skills, and to utilize them. You know, again, if I go, I, I always say I'm an introvert. If I say, oh, I'm going to be an introvert, Ugh, which, you know, that's very true. I spend a lot of time on myself. That's how Scorpio moon yeah. trap. But yeah. when I lean yeah. into that Leo midheaven, say, okay, let me do this thing. I'm getting on a stage, put a mic in my hand. I... Shine, and yes. that way I am not leaving that off the table just because that Moon in Scorpio wants to kick back and not deal with the world. So, yes. look at that midheaven, and make sure you take that into take that really into account. Even if you think your nature is one way, if you're an extrovert, but you have the, a midheaven that's that's Virgo, that is telling you you need a structure. You can be as extroverted mm-hmm. as you want, but structure is going to serve you. It's going to help you to be the very best extrovert version of you. So, that's what I got to add for that. So, let's talk about aspects for a moment. So, there are some main aspects that people need to be aware of. And the aspects in astrology, if I have to go through them in a very technical way, we've got the <laughs> which is the most important one. It's zero degrees. It means when two planets... It's a zero degrees of separation between two planets, and it's very intense. A square aspect is 90 degrees of separation between two planets, and that shows a conflict. Opposition is 180 degrees of separation between two planets, and this says there is also a conflict. And then we have a sexile, which is a 60 degrees of separation between two planets, and that says, hey, we're working well together, and a trine is 120 degrees of separation between the two planets and this is harmonious. This is lucky. This is what I call the big easy. So, in a nutshell, that's what all the aspects are. Um, and we don't want to get into knee deep into all of that here. But if a planet is making an aspect to your midheaven, it can have an impact. So, what do you have to say about how aspects might affect your midheaven? How might that affect your career? <sighs>
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to depend on the planet, right? It's going to depend on the planet and it's going to depend on what the planet is doing. Okay. Um, because, you know, there are <clears throat> there are planets that are more career-oriented, might we say, um, and then planets that are not as career-oriented and planets that show up in different ways. I know one of my sons has Saturn conjunct their midheaven. And so that when I saw that I knew, you know, this is going to be a child who will do something perfectly and still not be satisfied that, that it was good enough because Saturn is one of those planets. that's like, it's mastery, it's authority and it's excellence in everything that you do. And it could always just be a little bit better. So, you know, knowing that as his mom, I've, I've, you know, watched him, the things that he does. And, I, you know, I watch his self-talk, especially like negative self-talk, so that, you know, he, he's not holding himself up to crazy high, unrealistic, brought to you by Saturn standards. Um, later on in life, it's going to be awesome. He'll study. He'll be a really, he's a really good student, right? <laughs> He'll
0: have mm-hmm. a lot of
1: <laughs> discipline. Um, but, you know, there's there's always, the, you know, even with the best planets, quote, unquote, the best, like Jupiter and Venus, um, there is a shadow side. And so you really need to know both of them. You know, if you have Venus conjunct your midheaven, um, you're going to do really well in your career if you look cute, if you're charming, if you're alluring, if you embody those Venus-type qualities. I have the moon. Conjunct my midheaven. I actually have a bunch of things conjunct my midheaven, but the moon is, is right on it. And there's a mothering element that I bring into my work. I can't help it. It's just part of who I am. If I tried to fight it, I would just be wasting a lot of time. So I embrace it. Like that's part of who, what, what I'm about. Um, and so knowing the planet and what the planet represents is really helpful. If you've got planets that are in, that are either opposed to your midheaven or in a square to your midheaven, as Teresa said, they're both, they both are conflicts. Those are aspects that indicate difficulties. Um, But they're aspects that indicate difficulties that either in the case of a square can encourage you to get really creative in how you resolve the difficulty and and achieve, a, you know, a great level of creativity. Um, or in the case of the opposition, it's a challenge that has something that you really need to learn and integrate because it's an opposite, right? Right. So, so again, you need to look at those planets and you need to, to know what's happening. You know, if you have Mars in a square with your midheaven, you might go into career and professional opportunities really overly aggressive, um, or not aggressive enough. That's the other thing, right? It, it, every, you know, the thing I love about astrology as astrologers, we often get the question like, well, you know, there's however many people born on the same day and they're totally different. How is that possible? And the answer is, is that every chart is different. And and so while there are some similarities that will be present in people's charts who are born on the same day, there's going to be a ton of differences and aspects are one of the places where the differences really show up. And so, you know, if you have a square with Mars, you may not be aggressive enough or you might be too aggressive. And so knowing that, you can kind of look at yourself and say, hey, you know, maybe I don't need to go into this assuming that everyone is out to get me or Maybe I need to go into my next job and not wait for five years before I ask for my first raise. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna ask for that raise much sooner. I'm not gonna hold my tongue and hold off. Um, so, when you know those aspects, just like when you know where your midheaven is, it gives you more specific information about what is going to work easily for you, what is going to be more of a challenge, and where you can grow and what you can best do to support yourself. And from a magical perspective, it gives you a lot of information when you're designing rituals or you're doing any kind of magic that's linked to astrology All of the, all of that information just gives you a better way to target whatever magic that you're doing to make it more specific. So there, it's really important to, to start to look at those aspects and you'll start to see really a story unfold about your work in the world and your career. And you'll start to see here are some beneficial allies that I can call on and here are some challengers that I really need to get to know and make my peace with.
0: I love this advice. I mean, this is really, really helpful. Um, and I think, again, when we understand not just the midheaven, but any planets that might be aspecting it in our natal charts as entrepreneurs or even transiting planets, how they might be impacting our midheaven, we can work with the energy. And it's always about, again, that, working with the energy, working with our latent skills, working with our challenges. You know, I never like looking at astrology from, some people do that gloom and doom perspective, especially if there's something negative. Yes. I also, yes. I, my new statement for those people is, okay, doomers. Yeah. I don't I just don't like buy that. I'm like, you know, if there's a challenge, like how you're explaining here, we can, we can work with that. It's always about working with it. So I really love how you emphasize that because it really fits into my philosophy about astrology as well. Love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Teresa, I know you've seen this and I've seen this. Somebody comes to you for a reading, for an astrological session, and they are doing work that doesn't align with the energy of their midheaven.
0: So what is your advice for people who are in that situation? I see it happen a lot. I actually see it happen where someone is an entrepreneur and they're not going along with something that makes sense for their midheaven. You know, like for example, maybe they, they have, let's let's say they have a Virgo midheaven and they're acting like a Leo midheaven. It's like, Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When you're doing... And, and sometimes people do that because they think that's how business is run, right? You're heard just do it, or you're heard you should do this, or do that, or blah, blah, blah. But standard business advice doesn't apply for every single entrepreneur. If it did, we'd all run our businesses the same way. And so it's important to understand your chart and to understand that midheaven. And that's why getting an astrology reading from someone who understands business astrology... so. And then really figuring out and working with them to figure out what is going to be the best way to work with this midheaven, so I can be the best entrepreneur. I, I think I think when you're not working in a way that is aligned, it shows. Um, your business doesn't flow. Uh, I can see it in people. Like if I'm working with them as individuals and they're running a business and they keep hitting their head against the wall, sometimes all I do is I look at the mid-heaven and I'm like, ah, This is why. Mm -hmm. You are running your business exactly like somebody who maybe should be running it differently because it doesn't align. So my advice for anybody, if you're an entrepreneur and for some reason you're hitting your head against the wall, check your midheaven or have an astrologer do it, and then shift gears. Get some suggestions on how to shift gears so that you can bring your gifts and your skills and your you forward in a way that is going to line up because when everything lines up business flows i mean it all comes down to that mm-hmm. when everything yep. lines up business flows so that's my advice do you have anything that you want to add to that
1: i love that i mean i i completely i completely love that and i would just say that if you are feeling stuck in your business um you know, I mean, I'm, I often think, you know, you see people who spend tons of money on business coaches and it's like, I'm just like, look at your midheaven. If you're feeling yep. really stuck, if you're really struggling, like before you invest a ton of time and money and energy into, you know, having somebody like coach you through, not to say those things can't be useful because they absolutely can, but I mean, Your midheaven is like basic vital information as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just like the foundational piece of information that you need to be aware of and not everything in your midheaven will apply to everyone equally. You know, I, as I've said, I have Sagittarius in my midheaven and I'm at a place in my life where I don't travel a ton and I am totally and completely okay with that. And I may be in a place later on where I do travel a lot more. Sagittarius is a, is one of the signs that rules travel. And, and I may not be, right? So that may just be a part of it that doesn't apply to me. But knowing what is in your midheaven is really going to get you working in the right direction and working smarter. And yes. so it's just vital information that you need to have,
0: especially... If you're feeling stuck, absolutely. And also, the other thing I want to add too, it can help you with your branding. This is really, really important for entrepreneurs to think about. Yes, it's just about how we operate. Yes. But you really want to be thinking about your branding, right? Now, let's pretend I had a Virgo midheaven. Well, I would certainly want to come off as more serious, more analytical. Uh, which you know, there's a part of my personality that is very much like that but the Leo right. midheaven is telling me okay be colorful be playful when you're putting your brand out there, Yeah when you're mm-hmm. putting your brand out there think about what is that going to look like and and when we think about your Sagittarius midheaven as an example for branding you certainly want to come off as the teacher the philosopher you want to be sharing your 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 daily blessings which are such a philosophy you know this yes. is the stuff that makes your brand stand out and makes it very uniquely you and the midheaven is is telling you all about your brand and so i think another thing that people need to think about when you are doing any kind of branding work um, uh, it's not just enough to have a mood board you should have a midheaven yeah. board right you should i i completely i
1: totally agree and you know the other thing that goes along with that is a lot of times you'll already be doing some of these things or trying to weave some of these things into what you're doing, but you don't have, like, specific language for them because you don't know what your midheaven is. So then once you just, then it kind of starts to coalesce, you know, Yeah. and you have language for it. You're like, oh, The reason that I need everything to match and that I spell check things like 18 times is because I have Virgo at my mint head. Now I know Mm -hmm. and I can lean into that, right? So I think that that is really helpful as well.
0: Right. And again, you know, there's so many ways to look at the whole branding conundrum, but boy, you can get so simple when you just understand your astrological makeup. I mean, when I think of you with your, Um, sagittarius midheaven the one thing that you do is you always come off as having such a high road of ethics and truth it bleeds through in your business and your that whole philosophy shines through which is so much about the sagittarius way and you know with me having a leo midheaven oftentimes it's about the heart it's about opening. it's about the heart,
1: and it's and it's also about bringing everyone in. Like I think you're, I think when I think Leo, I think Leo is so inclusive, right? Leo wants yep. everyone to be a party, and so and you do that so beautifully. Like there's room for everyone at your party, and it always feels like a party.
0: Yep, absolutely. The other thing I want to add one more little astrological thing, and again, this can help with branding and all of that. Look for the ruler of your 10th house, and what house it lands in. So my midheaven, again, is Leo, which means it's ruled by the sun. And my sun sits in my 8th house. Now the 8th house is all about the intuition, right? So that really does amplify that intuition is going to play a large role in my work. So I can be Mm -hmm. big-hearted, I can be a leader, but I also need to make sure that I am speaking about intuition and not being afraid about bringing that oogie-boogie, eighth house, you know, um, scorpionic type vibe forward. Um, so what about you? That's beautiful. Your, your
1: ruler is, so is Jupiter. So mine is Jupiter, and Jupiter is in my sixth house. And so that uh-huh. really speaks to the fact that as philosophical as I am and as well-educated as I am, I am also Super down to earth in the way that I teach and the way that I explain things, and I am very much about common sense yep. and everyday experience, which are which are sixth house elements. Um, and I'm also I'm also very organized, and I am very much about a daily practice. And I really associate daily practice with the sixth house.
0: Mm-hmm. So good. Again, people. Get an astrology reading for your business <laughs> because it will yes. give you all this information to work with and it's going to just help you have a more peaceful business and a more on point brand. So exactly, exactly. So
1: we have wrapped yet another wonderful episode of talking shop all about this mid heaven awesomeness. So Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this episode?
0: I really loved how you shared about um, Jasper's aspects and in his midheaven, mm-hmm. and how you're shaping that. Um, I think that's really beautiful because, again, our midheaven and the fourth house, the fourth house and tenth house do talk about our parenting, and we don't think about that and how that can affect our work and how we show up in the world. So I really love that you brought that into this conversation. So thank you for that. I love it. And what about you? What are anything, anything that you, um, you want to share that you thought was really useful information?
1: Well, I really love what you just said about, you know, looking at the ruler of your midheaven and then figuring out where that is in your chart and, you know, taking us down that path of how to kind of support your midheaven with other areas of your chart. I think that is genius. I love the way that that shows up in your work, and I love the way it shows up in my work. So I'm going to explore that more. I'm super into
0: that. Well, I love exploring and, and poking around with these topics, and I think giving people examples of our charts and how it's showing up um, also helps them to go down the astrological rabbit hole for their own. Charts. Yes. <laughs> so true. So true. Anyhow, we've got to, like, wrap this up. And before we do, a little reminder, if you're enjoying Talking Shop, you can listen to every one of these previous shows, and they're all for free by visiting the Talking Shop archives. And you can find those on my website. Go to theterralady.com, click on Podcasts, and look for Talking Shop. And, Bree, where can they find the podcast on your site? So, everyone,
1: just go to BriannaSaucey.com. Click on the tab that says free resources. You will find underneath that tab both the current Talking Shop episode and all of the archives, which now is like hours and hours of fun listening.
0: Absolutely. Lots of things for you to check in on. We, I mean, we cover so many different aspects of business. So definitely check them out. And, by the way, if you're enjoying any of these podcasts, and Bree and I always hope that you do because this really is a labor of love for us. And one of the things we'd really appreciate is if you could take a moment out of your time and leave a kind review over on iTunes because more people then can find their way to Talking Shop. And, of course, that inspires us to keep on doing this podcast. All right, people. Join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop, and until then, you can find me, Teresa, at And you
1: can find me at briannasawson.com. Thanks again so much for listening. Keep taking the actions to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind and make it a great month. We know that you will.